0: everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: And today we are going to be continuing on with our coverage of the second season of The Mandalorian with chapters 13 and 14. Yes. I have episodes 5 and 6 written, so I have to 14. do math in my head. Yes, yes. 13, 13 14. and 14. And let me just say, these two chapters have been interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. First things
0: first. Um, Alex got a brand new shiny microphone that we are breaking in today.
1: Hopefully, it goes well.
0: Yes. Now that I've said that, all of the audio is going to be corrupted. Um, the mics won't be selected. It's. Let's
1: see. Wait. I better. Oh, the gain. Let me
0: turn the gain up. There we go. We're professionals here on lipstick and lightsabers. (laughs) Like you know that we have top quality everything we never have issues like (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is um once again at the start of the show I would like to say thank you to everybody who checked out our um, Tea Public shop over Black Friday, and we've continued to have quite a few sales as well. So thank you, everybody. Um, if you haven't checked out our Tea Public shop, there are some beautiful designs by Alex on there. They make great pres- Christmas presents, if I do say so myself.
1: Okay, but there were multiple people who just like went crazy and bought like five things. Yeah,
0: we have some MVPs who like bought so much stuff and like when I get the emails it doesn't tell me who you are so like if you're one of our MVPs like special shout out to you like (laughs) thank you so much um you can also still get the pride designs on there um which all of the profits we make from those pride designs do go towards the homeless black trans women's fund um you can always support that on your own independently if you like I leave the links to that down below um and then also uh trans rights are human rights this is the way will be linked down below as well Um, we are going to be talking about um, Rosario Dawson and just everything that went on with that since we have the appearance of Ahsoka. Um, So just a little bit of a warning for you just to kind of get that out of the way. So before we get into that, um, I have a recommendation, and that is How the King of Elfheim Learned to Hate Stories by Holly Black. If you haven't read The Cruel Prince, highly recommend it. Um, Yeah, I talked to. (laughs) I talked to... Um Destiny's Fic and the Ladies at Meta Machina about Girl Prince for
1: six hours. There's so, <laughs> so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. It's such like, a Like, I mean series. like three hours have to be cardin, right? Like at least half of it.
0: Yeah. I, I honestly think we spent two hours per book. I yeah. think is like what happened. It just there's so much to talk about. It, they're so well done. And the King of Elfame book. It, it is basically like a storybook and it, it's fully illustrated as well. Um, the art is beautiful. It Honestly, like this is a book that you want to own because it's just so pretty. Um, and the whole time I was reading it, it felt like I was a kid, like reading a bedtime story, but it was, you know, Carden and Jude who are like, murder enemies to lovers and they watch Knives <laughs> Out together. Like it's really just, cute. It was really cute. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I hope you guys will check that out. And if you don't check it out, at least go and check out the art because I just, I cannot say enough nice things about the art. Go follow the artist. It's beautiful. Just, you need to stare at it. <laughs> so something else that we did this week is we rewatched The Last Jedi.
1: It was an experience. So uh, earlier this week, or last week, Slimo, I guess, decided that we were going to relive December 2017 on Twitter, and it was amazing, and it kind of was, like, that moment for me where I was like, I think I'm ready to watch The Last Jedi again.
0: Yes, yes. And
1: so we watched it on Friday night, and it was amazing. Like, it was really, like, watching it for the first time again, kind of. It did kind
0: of feel like that, didn't it? Yeah. Because, like, I I did watch it, I think, like, back in, like, March or February when I was, like, really in my feels about Tross. Mm -hmm. And I remembered thinking, like, it's still good, it still holds up, but, like, I was still so down that, like, I just didn't really revisit it again after that. And, like, this time, like, I felt like when the DVD came out, And we were, like, we're going to get this DVD and we're going to press play at the same time. And, like, we watched it together for the first time. Like, that's what it felt like like watching this movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just the fangirling and, like... No, it's true. uh, Like, it's not like I forgot any of the movie because, like, that it's burned burned in there. (laughs) It's burned in there. But it was, like, kind of new.
0: Yeah. Well, and I remember um, you used to listen to the movie at work
1: all the time. Yeah, I would just, like... Pop, like pop it on in the background like I wouldn't have mm-hmm. the screen up but I would just like listen to the audio
0: yeah like I feel like we got so intimately familiar with the audio mm-hmm. like watching it I know like every cue and it yeah. just like yeah I don't know it was just really really exciting to watch
1: like the um the four spawn noises <sighs> the cue <laughs> when like the canto bite theme just like bops up like <laughs> that, that is a moment yes <laughs> I just like even like the
0: whole opening sequence, like the sounds um, so that like the dreadnought makes Happy for beeps. some reason. Happy beeps. <laughs> I can't believe like how much
1: I missed like Phasma po. and Snoke. like me po, like yes. like real like I was like wait like Oscar did a great performance in this movie yes. like he he clearly cared about Poe he loved Poe in this movie
0: so much you could totally tell mm-hmm. I just. Oh, the like the main thing I want to say with like rewatching the Last Jedi because I like I know a lot of people have like really fallen out of love with Star Wars, but because Tross is so disconnected from everything, I truly do feel like you can watch the Last Jedi, and it be the ending because of that broom boy scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it
0: it feels like it's a more hopeful it, ending than Tross. <laughs> yeah well and, and it feels like an ending like it's open-ended you don't mm-hmm. necessarily know what's going to happen next but i feel like it's not leaving you hanging on something yeah like it it feels like you know they could go back and write in a story or you know you could decide what happens next like it, it doesn't i feel... mean
1: archive of our own has decided what oh, has course, happened yes. next.
0: well and you can go to um batu and on galaxy's edge and you know (laughs) relive you get to do the pre-show and everything on that so that's the real episode nine (laughs) but i just like man like watching the last jedi was amazing i was so glad that like we got to watch it together and i just if you have been struggling with your love of star wars like i i do think like pop in the last jedi and it'll it just like this is what star wars is supposed to feel like Okay, so are we ready to talk about The Mandalorian? Chapter 13, The Jedi. It was directed by Dave Filoni. And I feel like this was the episode that everybody was holding their breath about.
1: Yeah, I, like, this was the, I guess, the first episode where, no, I, because the previous episode had Kara in it. I was a little nervous about that one, but it ended up... I ended up enjoying that episode for other reasons. Like, we talked about it. I really think Carl Weathers did a good job. And the other characters were awesome. Um, But this one was nerve-wracking because we knew we were going to an isolated planet, I think. And we knew that, like, Ahsoka was going to take center stage and not necessarily just, like, be, like, a secondary character like Kara.
0: Yeah. I, I think that there was, you know, like, two things with this. And and one was that, like, Ahsoka is a very well-known and beloved yeah. character. So, like, everybody uh-huh. knows what she looks like. Everybody knows what she sounds like. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you're more general audience, like, my mom didn't know who that was or anything. But, like, she's very known. So there's a lot that can go wrong with that. And then the other side was the actress who played her. if you If you've been online, like you know the drama that goes on um, with Rosario Dawson, but mm-hmm. just to kind of um, give you a refresher or to tell you if you didn't know. So she um, had a lawsuit filed against her family off of discrimination against a um, family friend. He's um, a trans man. and a lot like the charges have been dropped. Um, as time has gone on but basically what it was was like a physical altercation happened between him and the Dawson family and he said that he you know went from New York to California he was a family friend he was doing some work for them and when he came out to them as trans um, he said that the reception wasn't Quite what he was expecting, um, not very positive, a lot cooler than he had he had hoped. Um, he was hoping for a little bit more um, support, I think, from them, just based off of their past experiences together. As time went on, things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I, I do encourage everybody to read up on what happened and see some things from his point of view, because one of the things that I, I find with a lot of these articles is they keep saying allegedly, whenever it's anything that he um, brings up.
1: Yeah. And
0: I just, to me, this goes with any kind of, like, victim coming forward. It's an incredibly difficult thing to do, to come up and say, hey, this thing happened to me. Because you know that some people mm-hmm. are going to not believe you, or they're going to say that you're lying, or this, that, and the other thing. It, it's much easier to stay silent. So I don't think that these allegations are, like, unfounded. I don't think they were fabricated. Like, they had to have come from somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. For one reason or another, they were dropped, but I don't necessarily think that means that nothing happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a very, you know, rich, high-up family. Um, Rosario Dawson is dating Cory Booker, who is a senator. So, you know... I could definitely see that there might have been some pressure to drop some of these allegations. I think this is very serious, and it does kind of upset me that Lucasfilm hasn't said anything on this matter. My silver lining is that, like, you know, they haven't said anything, but I'm also wondering if, you know, she's not coming back and, like, you know, Gina Carano isn't coming back. But at the same time, I still feel
1: like they should say something, you
0: know? hmm For me,
1: um... The bigger worry is that um, Rosario is kind of, like, set in stone as live-action Ahsoka for everything going forward. Yeah. That's more my thing. (laughs) If it was, like, like, you know, like, one episode, we're moving on, like, it's an issue. But now I'm still thinking about the fact that, like, she is live-action Ahsoka now. And, like, Kara, like, Kara, you just don't have to put her in anything in, in the future, but Ahsoka is such an important character to, like, the whole war and universe.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's one of those where it's like you can't... <laughs> it, it's like it, there's not really any take-backs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a interview that came out with Dave Filoni where... He had seen that, like, she had been fan-casted as Ahsoka, and, like, he... That's kind of, like, how she got the gig. Like, he was really into the look and everything. And, um, there were some other things that went into it as well. And I would just hate to think that, like, she is going to continue to be Ahsoka, even though, like, she has such negative things tied to her that, like, put members of the fandom, like, at risk, you know? So... We're gonna have to see how it goes, but right now, like, I would be very... I would not be happy at all if they did more live-action Ahsoka and it was still her. I think that'd be really upsetting. So, I guess, like, moving into it as a whole. So, like, we've kind of talked about the background of, um, you know, seeing Ahsoka, but what did you think seeing her in this episode? Like, what what was your reaction to her?
1: It felt off. I don't know if it was just that like it wasn't Ashley and some of the mannerisms I would say that were done really well like I think her intro and like her um kind of pointing out baby Yoda was actually like it, it felt right but there were other moments especially like how violent she was that felt weird to me we like we haven't seen that much of her in this period so it's hard to say but it it it's weird <laughs> I agree. Like,
0: a lot of people have pointed out that she did seem very violent, um, especially coming off of where we had just seen her like in the Clone Wars, and well, it is interesting. Well, Re- like, Rebels was the last time in canon, but like, mm-hmm. we saw the Season 7 oh, of Clone yeah. Wars earlier yeah, this year, yeah. Um, and that does bring to another point, so it has been um, pointed out that you know, when Rebels ends, we have that epilogue and technically this is before that so like everybody's like why is she here why isn't she looking for ezra what's going on with that like technically that hasn't happened yet right Mm -hmm. to me like when i first watched this episode i i did like her opening i think like her lightsabers are really cool they're so pretty they're very pretty when she's in the cloak and, like, you know, yeah. the forest that she's in is very misty. Like, she she did seem, like, very mystical. Like, she is, mm-hmm. like, the witch of the woods, which was cool. Yeah. I liked that aesthetic. Um, And I I actually liked her outfit. I think it's, like, a, it's a very easy one that, like, people could Disneybound or cosplay, which is kind of mm-hmm. fun. It's, it's like, a jumpsuit with, like, a cool belt. Um, Watching it again, though, and, like, really kind of paying attention to, like, the makeup and everything... I, I agree with what other people have said. Her, her mantrails just yeah.
1: don't, I, we've
0: seen way better cosplays.
1: They look really weird and, and like, very, like, kind of homemade.
0: They do. They're, they're a lot smaller than yeah. they should be. Yeah. Which is weird. They, yeah. Cause like, that's supposed to be like a signifier of like her age. They could have used CG They could have. They sure could have, because I I think like one of the excuses was like for the fighting and everything. But I I, like again. (laughs) I mean, this is there's ways
1: around it. I was gonna say this is like a controversial topic, but they like some people think that they CG'd Ray's hood in the Rise of Skywalker. Like how like how much like it wouldn't look worse, especially with it being dark. It's so dark on that planet. Like you can get away with it. You could have CG like her whole character. I mean, they've done that before. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It what? And
0: you're right. It's a very dark planet. Like, that's how you get away with it. Is you make things dark. So, I don't know. I I agree though. Like, now every time I see her, I'm like, it's hard to place her age because I feel like she looks like Rebels Ahsoka in the face, but then her montrails make me think it's that she's really like weird. Clone Wars
1: age. Like they really? It's like yeah, it's weird. Like the excuse of them like getting in the way, like CG. They could have used CG. This show is, like, the most successful um, Disney Plus show. Like, they have the budget.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely there. I, I feel like there was no excuse for, like, you could see where the foam was creasing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know what happened. Like, and again, like, the first time I watched it, it didn't necessarily bother me. But, like, as I watched it again, because I, wa- I watched these episodes, like, three times, like, mm-hmm. it did irritate me. And I will say too, like the first time I watched this episode, I I didn't love it, but like I liked it. I guess I liked the planet. Um, we had been theorizing before that this like forest planet was gonna be like really lush, and instead it's like a dead planet. Like you know, bad things have happened here. I liked the city that she goes to. I like it felt very Asian inspired. It felt very like Avatar: The Last Airbender. You know, this is Dave Filoni. Um, but as I watched it again, like this episode's kind of boring. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really just a lot of fighting, and like I don't really know what like the point of it was, other than like getting to the name drop at the end, you know.
1: It was it it, it took me out of it for sure.
0: Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about um we're we're gonna talk about the baby Yoda stuff, but I I feel like to me like this episode is kind of like the Ahsoka stuff in this town and like the Ahsoka stuff with baby Yoda, so. Let, let's talk about what what is she doing on this planet? Like, why is she here?
1: Well, she wants something from Morgan. Um, later, yeah. spoiler alert, we find out she wants to know where Thrawn is. I rolled
0: my eyes. Like, I rolled my eyes when they dropped Ahsoka's
1: name, but I rolled them even harder when they
0: dropped them okay, name. Okay,
1: but... When when she said she like wanted something in the beginning of the episode, my brain did not go to Thrawn. No. Like what? like it really feels like pigeonholed that, like, into this episode that like they're like, we need to get like Thrawn in here. There's no other reason why Ahsoka could be doing anything but yeah, looking for like, Thrawn. I I just thought you know, she's like
0: a like a wandering like wizard. Yeah, you know? I thought
1: she's looking for like maybe um knowledge of the force. Like yeah, well like, oh, I thought like, maybe like, she a...
0: just like stumbled, like maybe she was on this planet for a reason, but then she stumbles across yeah this town that is being oppressed and so she's like I'm gonna help you but that's not why she's here and I'm like yeah. But but why? <laughs> or even like a holocron, like nothing. Nothing. And like that does beg the question too like why is she looking for Thrawn? What is the reason?
1: To find Ezra.
0: But okay, but so like Morgan Morgan is like Underthron somehow. How would she how yeah. would anybody know? I don't
1: know. And also, like, <laughs> is is Morgan from Dathomir? Yeah, what the heck is that? <laughs> um So they slip in that Morgan is well, no, it's, from it's, like a it's, It's the hair – it's, like, the person who's in charge of the hair department said that um, the makeup that they did was, like, Dathomirian. Yeah, what makeup? But that just confuses me. Well, she had, like, a little marking on her forehead.
0: Yeah, like, the smallest marking. The smallest,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, like, during the episode, they
0: slip in, because they're like, who is she? They slip in that, like, she's from a planet, like, that had, like, a genocide, which, to me, does not say Dathomir – Yeah, this is a huge galaxy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many planets have had a genocide? Probably lots of them. Um, And, like, if she is from Dathomir, like, that brings up so many other questions that, like, we aren't going to get answered and aren't going to matter. And it kind of reminded me of how, after the fact, we learned that Tross opens on Mustafar. Like, because it's like, okay, well, that's cool, but, like, it didn't matter, you know? It's like an Easter egg, I guess. I don't know. Like, I I feel like that part was just so weird. I kind of wonder if there was, like, some contention with what her purpose was going to be and, like, this is kind of how it played out. Because I I feel like with Dave, like, a lot of people were saying that, like, the episode was, like, badly shot or badly directed, and I don't agree with that. I think it was... I think the aesthetic was really on point, um, whether you mm-hmm. like it or not, I think it was really Our direction ongoing.
1: was really great.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think what Dave did with like the mystical side was really cool. I think it just like maybe they had this idea of like you have to name drop Thrawn, and it was kind of like an afterthought, you know? Yeah. And they had to figure out how to work
1: it in, like they they like or like how to get there. there, like like yeah. okay, like there needs to be a reason. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna make a reason.
0: Yeah, because like ultimately, like. For the show, the reason Mando is here was to talk to Ahsoka to, like, maybe she would take the child, maybe she would train him, like, he she would know what to do, and we find out, you know, she's not going to do that, so she sends him somewhere else, and, like, that's the point of this stop. So, like, when you weave in, you know, now we have stuff up in the air with Bo-Katan and the Darksaber, and we have Thrawn now up in the air with Ahsoka, so it's like, Why? and maybe that will become clear, but as of right now, I kind of feel like it's it's a lot of like needless noise. Let's let's move into to baby Yoda in this episode.
1: So, how did Ahsoka react to seeing him? Very curious. Mhm. Like her first like um din and her were like in the middle of like fighting and like he basically brings her to a stop by like name dropping Bocatan. And um <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of name dropping in this yeah. episode. And actually the entire season has been a lot of name dropping. Yeah. Um so so she, she, he's like, you know, like I need your help like I, I need to like I need and she's like, "Oh, I hope it, it's it's about him," right? Like very um curious, like and very just like drops her guard like at that moment that she sees baby Yoda. It's like, "Oh, wait, no, like these guys are safe."
0: Yeah, it's like what the heck is that thing? <laughs> yeah. And I I do kind of like that she she knew immediately like oh like this is this is like a Jedi thing like mm-hmm. she she knew immediately when she saw him which was interesting. Um, so they stop fighting and they they like talk and Ahsoka and baby
1: trade memories. Is that a thing that happens? I thought it was like that was a very specific like gift that some Jedi have, like you know, like Cal's gift of like touching things and and um, seeing like memories from from objects. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think Ahsoka had like a quote unquote a special gift kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, unless I, Grogu has a special gift and is able to share with her,
0: like Renezme.
1: Yes, like (laughs) Renesmee. Like Grogu, oh my god, Grogu is Renesmee. And they both aged like opposite. Oh Oh my my god. God. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's literally what it is though. So like Renesmee and Grogu are like the curious case of Benjamin Button. They are.
0: Because like, okay, like I understand like why they did this. Because they wanted to give us... Information And, like, even Dave said, like, he wanted this to, like, come from Ahsoka. So, like, through communicating, she finds out that Baby Yoda has a name. His name is Grogu, which is space for George. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she finds out that he was trained at the temple. He was hidden away. Like, all this kind of stuff. And so, like, I understand that, like, they wanted that information to get to us. And, like, yeah, how on earth are you going to do that unless it's somebody who knew him before or somehow grogu could like communicate so like if if grogu is renazme is is din like bella like you know bella can't is like nobody can like read her mind and like she has to like let you in like are they gonna have like a special moment where din like finally opens himself up and is able to communicate with grogu i
1: have no idea
0: that'd be adorable (laughs) I'm just, I'm just picturing the terrifying Renesmee puppet now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a little taken aback when I heard the name because it it is so obviously like
1: like what? How can we make I like it sound like a A Yoda name? Yeah, I, I like really it now. like it. Mm-hmm. At first, it was it was weird because like in a split second we went from not having a name to a name. Yeah, so that was like kind of scary like it yeah. was like I'm leaving my comfort zone now um but um it's it's a great name i I really like it yeah I I have gotten
0: used to it um I feel like there was no like the more I think about it I'm like there was no way that they could like name this child and like everybody be 100% on board immediately <laughs> so and I think Grogu is like I like the memes I think the memes have been funny um and it's cute I mean he looks like a Grogu I suppose <laughs> I didn't like learning that he was at the Jedi Temple and had been,
1: quote, trained by many masters. Well, I think trained by many masters kind of makes sense given his age. It does make sense given his age. But
0: to me, it's it's again them trying to be like, oh, he's this powerful because he's had training oh yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah because like he's still a baby and like that was one of the things that like people have brought up they're like nobody ever questions why grogu has these powers and yet they always question ray
1: yeah and now <laughs> they've thrown this in who do you think were his masters
0: oh god i mean is yoda his dad like, and
1: like, did you like the lack of Yattle mentioned in this episode? Yeah, yeah, like, Soka's did only Ahsoka seen one wait? Wait, beat? I was gonna say, like, has a, like did Ahsoka go like all those years at the temple? Like, she was there what, like, over ten years? Like, yeah. about ten years, and like, she never met Yattle. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, and like, she also clearly
0: has never met. Grogu. and uh, Not that all the Jedi know each other. Like, okay, that's but not... Yaddle was on the council. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, listen, I cannot stand for this Yaddle eraser because Yaddle is in New Disney Canon. She is in Dooku Jedi Lost, okay? Yeah. Like, Dooku knew Yaddle, okay? <laughs> Ahsoka did not know Yaddle.
1: <laughs> Where did Yaddle go? What happened to Yaddle? Well... Like, did Yaddle- like, maybe Yaddle went on a special undercover mission for all those ten years that Ahsoka was at the temple for. Maybe. Because, right? like, Ahsoka would have arrived after Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, like, if- if he- and Yaddle's only in Phantom Menace? Yeah, she's only in Phantom okay, Menace. Okay, so, like, my headcanon is that she went in an undercover mission for- Which- Over I ten think- years. That's feasible because, yeah. you know, we know that
0: Rael- is sent away Mm -hmm. um i've been reading the charles soul vader and there's there's like a random jedi at the beginning who's like super swole and lives on a mountain (laughs) so like clearly like there are jedi that like were not at the council and like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing so like it makes sense but i just i don't know it it it, like opens a can of worms where i like i'm like okay but explain (laughs) but why what was the reason um she also says that, you know, to wield the force it requires a lot of training and discipline. Yeah. And she, he also says that, you know, like she's not going to train him. Like she doesn't want to train Grogu because there's a lot of fear in him and, he and has his attachments. His attachments, yeah, yeah. But she says specifically it's better to let his
1: abilities fade. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like that, like, and that feels so like anti Ahsoka to me. Yeah. Like, for her to be, one, against attachments, and two, like, oh, we're just gonna let his powers fade.
0: Yeah, like, I, I understand the, um, the hesitance to want to train him, because I also think that, like, yeah. she doesn't want to take him away
1: mm-hmm. from
0: Mando because of what happened to Anakin. Like, yeah, I, I get Yeah, but that, that is a
1: good, that's a good reason. But, like, yeah. saying, like, his powers should just fade, like, it doesn't also, seem like But also, like, clearly... Her. I don't think your powers can fade. No, I don't think so. Because- like, look at Cal Kestis. Like, he yeah. just, like, r- repressed them. But, like, as soon as he started, like, building back his memories, because, like, like, that's the way that game works, is, like, you, um, you kind of get these flashbacks to learning certain skills from your master, and then that's when they're, like, added to your skill tree kind of thing. Like, they're mm-hmm. you're given new abilities because you're remembering stuff. Like- he, they didn't fade.
0: Yeah, they don't fade. Well, and, like, you know, we s- encounter characters, you know, like, Luke doesn't use the Force for his entire life, and then suddenly he can use it. Like, it's not mm-hmm. something that, like, fades with time, I don't think can happen. I <laughs> I don't think it's... It's not like if you don't use... Like, you learn the language, and you don't speak it very often, so you can't speak it anymore. Like, I, I don't really think it works like that. But, like, we can do some math here. So, like, you know little baby Grogu was at the temple and then was, like, scurried away and hidden away um, after Order 66. So he's been hidden for, what, 20 years? Over 25 years? Yeah. So, and his abilities have not faded. And we do, we are heard that he had to hide his abilities this whole time so that people wouldn't find him. Um, That would also make him... Like 25. <laughs> twenty five, is hidden away.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> um, like, how old is Luke at this point? It's more than twenty five years, right? Because Luke would be older. Um, Yeah,
0: because it's five years after, um, Jedi. Yeah. How old was Luke in Jedi? Um, <laughs> how how many years after Yavin I don't know. is Jedi? <laughs> We're real Star Wars fans, guys. <laughs> I feel like, like, it, it, at this point, like, it, it's been, like, you could say that it's been, like, closer to 30 years. Like, closer to 30. We're, yeah. We are closer to, like, Starkiller sequel trilogy than we are to Order 66, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. We're just on the other mm-hmm. end of it. So, like, that line kind of sticks out to me and is a little bit strange. Um, but I, I do... I do appreciate that, like, she doesn't want to take him because of those attachments. Like, it would be, at this point, it would be wrong to take Grogu away from Mando. Because she even says it, you're like a father to him. Like, she knows, like, what will happen because of the fear and, like, that kind of thing. Which I I don't necessarily agree with because I kind of feel like, you know, there's no harm in, like, training you to use your powers. Like, you don't have to be a Jedi to, like be able to control your powers you know but I also never expected her to like take him away and like do some kind of secret training or anything like that what did you think of um Din in this episode
1: he was so charming like the moment (laughs) when the moment when he says Grogu for the first time when Ahsoka like prompts him to use his name it was so heartwarming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's
0: it's really cute um i saw somebody describe and this kind of goes into like the next episode a little bit but mm-hmm. i saw somebody describe like a han and ben type of relationship because you know yeah. han doesn't have any connection to the force and then to have this child who is so gifted like mm-hmm. you do kind of feel like there's some kind of you know distance between you and i i wonder if you know he's kind of dealing with like I, you know, like he's—he's he's definitely got some emotions. Like, is he? Would he even be able to give him up? Like, is he afraid of like what's gonna happen? Like, it—it's interesting. It's—it's it's put him in a different position, I think. So ultimately, this episode leads up to um, Ahsoka frees the town, asks where Thrawn is, and we're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but she tells Mando to take him to a t- old temple on the planet Tython that's very strong in the Force. She says to place Grogu on the seeing stone, um, and he can choose his path. She says specifically, Grogu may choose his path. So if he reaches out to the Force, um, a Jedi might sense him and come and find him. Like, that's that's all she can really say for, for that. And that does lead us immediately into the next episode. I actually kind of expected the like, going to this place and, like, placing him on the seeing stone was going to be, like, a finale thing. I was kind of surprised that we went straight there in the, in chapter 14.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, okay, chapter 14, going up to this, is probably the most excited I've been for an episode since, like, the premiere, Mm -hmm. I would say. I was really excited because it was finally an episode that we knew nothing about.
0: Yeah, I agree. We knew literally no things about this episode. We didn't even know who was going to direct it. Um, yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> um, at this point, we knew Robert Rodriguez was directing, but we didn't know that it was specifically this episode. I think.
0: Yeah. And what is Robert Rodriguez
1: from? What is his fame? Spy Kids, <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> I have not seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I just see. Listen,
0: like. <laughs> We're only two years apart, but sometimes our the age difference age shows itself in huge. weird ways. <laughs>
1: this is one of those weird times. I listen, I remember all of the marketing for this movie. Like mm. I remember, I just didn't see it. I Like I remember, already remember like I was gonna say I remember seeing Spy Kids 3D in theaters oh, with my yeah. grandpa. Yeah. And already at that point me feeling like this movie was kinda dumb. But like, okay, the first two Spy Kids hold up really well. Like, they're great. Yeah, no, no but complaints. like, Spy
0: Kids 3D was like created because like that's when like 3D was like a cool new thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and my grandpa like didn't wear the glasses because they were like giving him a headache and like it was the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, like I I remember seeing Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D in theaters, and they were out of. Lava Girl glasses, and I was really upset, because I didn't want the Shark Boy glasses. I wanted the Lava Girl glasses. <laughs> um, all I really remember from this movie, though, is that it's, like, all a dream-ish. Really? But it, like sp- No, like, so the kid, like, dreams up... Um, it's, like, his imagination. Like, he dreams up Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and, like, it becomes real. Like, he, like, kind of falls into, like, okay. his mind, and it, like, bleeds over. It's very, um... Like it, it's very trippy, <laughs> um, but now apparently Shark Boy and Lava Girl have gotten together and have had a daughter who has the strength of a shark. <laughs> um, they
1: That's released the that new trailer Netflix as well. Movie. It's yeah, soon. the new Netflix
0: movie. Um, which honestly, like, I'm gonna
1: watch it. I'm gonna rewatch Spy Kids. Well, and I'm gonna I going to watch everything. The shark Boy and Lava Girl. Before I watch
0: that, you have to see Baby Taylor Lautner. I mean, like, I know because, like, I said, I remember the marketing.
1: I remember.
0: Isn't, like, the time between Shark Boy and Jacob Black, like, very small?
1: It is, and it's really bizarre. It's very bizarre.
0: (laughs) I'm still upset that they didn't get Taylor Lautner to come back and be Shark (laughs) Boy. (laughs) <laughs> but I guess it's fine. Um, but anyway, back to the episode. Um so chapter 14 is called The Tragedy. Uh do you want to to kick us off here Alex?
1: Okay, so it starts off with um the Razor Crest landing on Tython and uh, Din is like, well, we got we can't land over on the temple because there's not enough room for the ship. So then he ends up um in his jetpack and carrying baby Yoda. And like as he's flying through the sky, and it's really cute. um And they land over at the temple.
0: He says specifically, we're gonna do the last leg with the windows down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here's the thing. Like, we both wake up early to watch these episodes so that like we don't get spoiled.
1: Yeah. There's no way. Um. The timeline is chaotic.
0: It's yeah. It's so chaotic. So like you have to get it out of the way as soon as you can. Um, Alex does wake up before me like there's an hour time difference with us but like she also mm-hmm. just wakes up before me anyway um and I was watching this episode on my phone but like I still I can't get, believe I, you
1: did that I can't believe like Listen, I and I knew I, I knew you did that as soon as you didn't say anything to me like I knew <laughs> <laughs> so like I was getting messages on my
0: phone and you were like let me know when you see the flying things and like when that popped up I could see flying things, but the message popped up over it. So I was like, what? So they're (laughs) moths? I was like, wait a second, I'm going to run it back. And they're not moths, they're blue butterflies. Very specific. Very specific. I was like, wow. I was so tired. Mm -hmm. So yes, he places Grogu on the seeing stone. And what do we see? Blue butterflies. Listen. I screamed. Oh. I screamed. (laughs) I cannot believe. Like okay, like this is completely like a fan made thing. Like everything <laughs> yeah. that has to do with blue butterflies, like it's like totally a fan made thing. But I do think, like undisputably, blue butterflies have something to do with like the light side of the force. And, like, like honestly, in rebirth, and rebirth. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like not necessarily mm-hmm. Ben Solo, but but
1: and <laughs> um, and there's people who like say it rep- represents Padme also. Yes. Yeah. See, like mm-hmm. specifically, like that's where I'm
0: kind of getting in the, um, Charles soul comics. Like I'm not to that point yet. I, I'm reading, um, I got like the two volumes. So it's like the sets of them. And I just finished, um, like the first set of like 12 issues. So like, I'm kind of starting to get into Vader and his like meditations and like all that. Um, I, I really do think these butterflies, like it is like there, it's not malicious. I, I feel like it is like a light side energy, And I do think it's interesting that like the characters that it has appeared to is Ben Solo, is you know Vader when he's meditating, is little Grogu here. Um, None of those things have any kind of connection. People just kind of made them blue or made them butterflies because they wanted to. But you know, it's more than a coincidence. (laughs) We have to read into things here.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what we do. That's our brand. That's that's
0: our job. (laughs) Um, so, the, the world between worlds.
1: Yeah, I, I always kind of connect them to the world between worlds. It's very, like, I think it has a lot to do with the, I guess, the color scheme of the world between worlds. Like, specifically, kind of, like, the way you see them, see it in Rebels. And the fact that a lot of the portals tend to have animals around them. hmm Um, I, like, I know we haven't seen, like, a butterfly portal, but just, like, <sighs> the whole thing with butterflies is this like cycle and like world between worlds is kind of like walking into this like place where you can like access cycles. Um, and it's just, I don't know my big brain. <laughs> it, it is a,
0: a thing of rebirth and you know, you think mm-hmm. of like the butterfly effect and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I definitely think it could be like a shorthand for what happens. because
1: Well, I'm sure like, And we'll talk about, like, what happens to Grogu on the stone. But it's, like, very mystical and very, like... Well, and I feel
0: like with Dave, like, Mm -hmm. he's never gonna, like, come out and, like, say it, I feel like. But we see... So, like, it it takes a minute for anything to happen. um, But then suddenly, like, Grogu enters, like, kind of this, like, meditative state. um, And this barrier comes up around him. Like, Din is unable to reach him. And... It it reminded me a lot of, again, Avatar The Last Airbender, when, like, Aang connects to the spirit world, because, like, his body is still there, but, like, he's gone somewhere else. Um, And that is different from, like, Rebels, because with Rebels, um, Ezra actually does go in to the world between worlds, like, through a portal. But I I do think that that, like, could be happening. Like, he could be on some spiritual plane. And we obviously don't know what he sees or what he encounters, but... I definitely think that that's somehow tied in there. While this is happening, other things start to happen, and slowly but surely, everything goes wrong.
1: (laughs) Everyone is on Tython, like, everyone. Everyone.
0: (laughs) The the bad bitch himself, Mr. Boba Fett, rolling up in Slave (laughs) 1. He, like, he looks so cool. He did look cool. I I think he he looked very um like monk like like very spiritual, mm-hmm. which yeah. I really liked. And it was funny because I feel like in our last episode was when we were just talking about like how we'd forgotten that Boba Fett had even shown back up and like how and we we're like Earth. he's not gonna show up. Yeah, we were like, and <laughs> how does it even connect anymore? Yeah, <laughs> but apparently he has been tracking Mando as well because he wants his armor back. Um, and what I liked about him is, is that, like, yeah, he was gonna, like, he was prepared to fight Mando for it, and, um, he did save Finnick Shand, um, she is Mm -hmm. there as well, um, and he was prepared to fight for it, but he ends up, he's like, listen, if you give me the armor, like, I will protect you and, you know, Grogu, like, I, I will, like, be your knight or whatever. It felt very, very, like, knightly to me, um... Which is really interesting. Like, I don't know what I was expecting Boba Fett to be like, but it definitely wasn't what we got. And I really liked that.
1: Mm-hmm. I must say her robot belly is, like, so awesome.
0: I was so happy to see Finnick Shandigan. again. Like, uh, you have no idea.
1: <laughs> I was so happy she was back. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. I mean, like that that episode becomes more watchable knowing that she's fine
0: yes I feel like you could go back and watch episode five and then watch this one and like it's it's gonna tie in oh yeah back to back
1: because then you're getting if you're watching um chapter five and then chapter 14 you're getting Fennec and Boba Fett's point of view instead of like that's so
0: true that is very true you could even throw in, um, chapter 9, too, like, because that is when Boba Fett, like, first appears. I guess maybe a second time appearing, but, um, that would tie in really well. I like that. Um, the big question is, though, are we simping for Boba Fett? Yeah. <laughs> Who are we? I don't know. I used to have such a negative reaction if yeah, I saw the armor. I just...
1: The thing is, is I would just get like a fight or flight because it was like, why does this character have so much merch? Like, there are so many better characters who deserve this space. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but I,
0: I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it like a lot. <laughs> and I mean, I haven't watched like everything you know that Boba Fett has mm-hmm. been in, but I. I liked what they presented us with and I yeah. I think he's going to be a really interesting foil for mando because his father was a foundling like just like din was and he did a lot of you know he did a lot of things <laughs> he in a way was one of the catalysts for the clone wars you know he played mm-hmm. a really big part in that so I I think it's going to be interesting to like see what they have to say to each other because yeah. um, I definitely think after seeing Bo Katan, Din is in an interesting place with like who he is as a Mandalorian. So Boba Fett actually could, you know, help shed some light on that.
1: Um, I'm still more of a Cobb Vanth fan. Oh, a hundred percent.
0: I would rather see Cobb.
1: Cobb looks ridiculous Cobb- in the armor, but <laughs> Cobb Vanth is like the best thing that happened to season two. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he comes back. Yeah. I'm just
0: waiting. I'm waiting for him to come back. I need it to happen. I just... Oh, man. Yeah. Um, But Boba Fett's not the only one who shows up. Uh, The Empire's here because they've been tracking Mando as well. And we get to see uh, Gideon and his dark troopers. So everybody who was speculating that these were those zero dark troopers that... um, we're basically like cyborg robot dudes, like that is what they are, and they come and they abduct little baby Grogu.
1: Sad, upset,
0: upset. Yes.
1: Um. Very Iron Man.
0: Very Iron Man. Right before this happens, um, they destroy the Razor Crest.
1: Oh my gosh! I screamed at that too.
0: Yeah, I know. You were like full blown emotions. So many things happening.
1: Yeah, and you were behind me, and I was like, I can't say anything.
0: <laughs>
1: I. Honestly,
0: I'm so surprised that they destroyed the Razorcrest. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm so glad they did.
1: Um, That was what people were saying that was going to happen in The Rise of Skywalker with the Falcon.
0: Yeah. It's, like, this episode finally delivered on what I think this season has been missing, and it's, like, emotional conflict. Like, finally, we got some, like, drama. Like, Din has lost everything in this moment. Like, the only thing he hasn't lost, basically, is, like, his armor and his helmet, which is his identity um but he lost his charge he's lost his home like he all he has left now is to hopefully you know get Grogu back and to keep going and it looked you know he's starting to gather some allies to do that which is why we hope that um Cobb Banth will be back but I'm just I'm really interested to see like what's gonna happen because like even if he gets Grogu back like his ship is gone and i feel like so many things are starting to change for him now like i i'm i'm very intrigued to see emotionally what this is going to do to den as we move forward
1: it's really like i feel like we're going to get like um kingdom of ash where's my wife energy
0: but my child oh my god if we get where's my wife energy from den like this frightened father just looking for his baby like i'm here for that yeah because i feel like i I have a feeling like this the season's gonna end with like a choice of maybe maybe grogu could go like down a different path or something i'm not sure like i'm still not quite sure what we're building to but i'm i'm very interested so at the end of this episode we see that gideon is very excited um will fight a child (laughs) um he has baby yoda in little tiny baby handcuffs he flashes the dark saber again just so that we don't forget that he has it Um, And he says to send a message to Dr. Pershing, let him know we've got our donor. Very,
1: very doom, very tragedy.
0: Very doom, very tragedy. What, Um, I mean, where are we going? What's going to happen? I don't know. (laughs) I, I mean, there is a lot of questions, like, is, is all of this, you know, like, for the Palpatine clone, which I feel like is probably a yes but yeah. like where is Dr. Pershing?
1: In Camino, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, is he gonna like turn against the Empire maybe? Because he didn't want to hurt Yeah, little he baby seems Goku. like a good guy. Yeah. He just needed a job. I, I really want to know like what all like who all he's gonna recruit. Like he's going back and he's getting um Mayfield from uh, okay. episode
1: six. I am I'm down for more Bill Burr in Star Wars. Cool, cool. But yeah. But like please cop vamp <laughs> and Bo. So they can meet and follow. I need love. them to meet.
0: I need them <laughs> to meet. I really do. Um we do see him go and recruit Kara.
1: Oh no, she he does.
0: She yeah, he does stay there. No, she goes with him at the end of the episode.
1: Onto the slave one. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Slave 1 is the new <laughs> Razor Crest. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like the it's the magic school bus.
0: It is the magic school bus. I mm-hmm. I wasn't happy when Kara came back, because I kind of was hoping that she was going to be done. But now, I'm wondering if maybe she's going to die? Because people have been theorizing that. Like, that maybe, yeah. like, that's why um, Gina Carano has been so, like vocal online is because like her character gets killed off so like what does it matter anymore?
1: I was just gonna say that Cobb is gonna join bo's Harem and everyone's <laughs> gonna be happy.
0: I listen we here at Lipstick and Lightsabers live for the ships and Cobb Banth and Vokatan
1: it's just a ship that we need to see, okay? <laughs> like, like, I know we we read um, before before we record every week. We read some Mando, X um, Cobb, <laughs> and that's a great ship too. <laughs> but but it's very di- it's like different
0: vibes, you know? Yeah,
1: different dynamics. Like,
0: listen, like we we are multi shippers when it comes to Poe Dameron. So, oh, like, we are multi shippers when it comes to Cobb Vance.
1: We have like four different Poe Dameron chefs. Yeah, well, and they're all very
0: different, and like mm-hmm. they all mean different things. <laughs> you know, it's it's fine, it's fine. But I'm I'm really excited about that. I do wonder if he's gonna get Bocatan back. I do you think he's gonna go back and recruit Ahsoka, or do you think that she's probably not. done?
1: No, I think she's done. She's I, I hope she's own done thing. too. She's yeah. busy with Thrawn. Oh my
0: god. A lot of people now have speculated too that maybe Thrawn's gonna be in like live action or there's gonna be some kind of Thrawn show, which like honestly Why? I don't I don't want Why? it. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Why?
1: Listen, Why? like
0: Alex is gonna read Chaos Rising and we're gonna talk about Hot Thrawn, but I'm still not a Thrawn fan. <laughs> I just, it's, I don't think it's going to happen unless him and Ezra come back and like are married, then I'd be like, okay, it's, I, I get that now. <laughs> but is there anything else you want to say about these two episodes or where we might be going?
1: Um, we know that next episode is Rick Famuyiwa. Yes. And he wrote the episode, which is very exciting.
0: That is very and, exciting. Um,
1: and then the finale, we have no clue.
0: I, I'm i kind of starting to wonder if the finale is going to end, like, on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because, like, part of me has been, like, wondering, like... <sighs> well,
1: it's like, think about season one. You get the, the Darksaber.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, like, I, I feel like I can tell where, like, ultimately, like, Din and Grogu's journey is going to go. And I feel like you can't do that now because then you can't have another season. So, like, it must end on some kind of, like different or weird notes. And,
1: like, do you get the feeling that Mando is three seasons?
0: I think so. So, I, like,
1: if if that's the case, then this is darker middle chapter.
0: Yeah. Which, honestly, like, all of the problems that I've had with this season have kind of been, like, they don't necessarily feel connected. We're kind of going from place to place. There's a lot mm-hmm. of name dropping. But w- if you look at it as a whole and, like, this being three seasons planned out, like, the second season is normally, like, a traveling Type of thing, yeah, and I feel like it, it does make it work better. Like it makes more sense that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> like I I really liked um chapter fourteen. I think a lot of people really like chapter
1: fourteen. Yeah, was I love chapter fourteen. I I think it was. I was gonna say it's in my favorite of the season because we got chapter nine. Um, <laughs> Chapter 9 and 14 are my faves. Did
0: you ever think a Tattooine episode would be your favorite, Alex? No. In a in Bobo Fett armor? No. Mr. Bobo Fett. I like listen,
1: my <laughs> two favorite episodes of this season are like Boba Fett related. Listen, I have so I got these earrings from a Hot Topic that are like um I have some that are the Falcon and then like Tiger. Yeah, Fighter. I think do we have the same? Oh no, we don't have the same set. I have no. the solo ones with the dice, and then the yeah, m- mine are just like
0: mm-hmm. um like some dangly ones that came in a set, mm-hmm. and the silver ones I never wear because they're slave one, and I'm I, for the longest time I didn't know that that's what that <laughs> ship was, um, but now I'm like maybe I want to wear my slave one earrings. <laughs> <laughs> look at you. Look at me. Look, look at look us. At, look at us. <laughs> who who would have thought? <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Lipstick and Lightsabers. Um, If you want to keep the conversation going, you can always find us pretty much on Twitter. Um, We are at Lip underscore Lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon alex is at alex leonis just again um we would really love it if you would support um some trans organizations we will have links to the homeless black trans women's fund and the trans rights are human rights this is the way um, down below but if you want to check out any others or share any with us please do so uh that's gonna do it for this episode and we will see you guys next time bye
1: bye